like Socks! Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines! Go. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Quiet, please. Exactly 15 seconds, we'll be on the air. What is up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Everything You Like Sucks, the podcast where we tell you why everything you love is utter and complete garbage. My name is Andrew, and joined as always, I am by my friend Jack, who thinks that Revenge of the Sith is the best Star Wars movie ever. Jack, what's going on, man? Uh, just, you know, hanging out. Recently watched the, uh, the prequels again, and, uh, you know, saw... Two of my favorite movies, The Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith. How is The Phantom Menace your top favorite Star Wars movie? That that, that is completely lost it's, on me. It's a great film. The whole the whole scene at the end with uh, which I'm pretty sure this is the only time Liam Neeson ever died in a movie, even though that's a whole other conversation. I want to fact check that. Is it's, that the only time that Liam Neeson dies? It's the in a only movie? time I can think of. I can't think of any other <laughs> movies that Liam Neeson dies in. But I thought the movie was great, and uh, <laughs> big Phantom Menace fan. Big Phantom Menace. Huge, fan. Jar Jar is his favorite Star Wars character. Oh, well, I mean Darth Maul is, but Jar Jar's Jar Jar is up there. Jar Jar is your favorite Star Wars character, and I like that he keeps popping up in the rest of the prequels. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> makes no sense to me at all. All right, so how this podcast works is we each bring two things to the table every week. Whether that be a movie, a comic book, uh, an album, a TV show, a video game, or a theoretical concept. Anything we want, and the other person has to tear that thing down and basically tell the other person why that thing is a complete piece of trash. Uh, Before we do that, we have to have our snacks. So it is cereal time. First, we have to be cereal time. Cereal time for the boys. We're adults now and we can so take do what this, we want. Take this time. Take this time to go grab yourself a snack. And buckle in, folks. Wild ride right ahead. So I am gonna take the liberty to go first today. Alright. Um, and I think it didn't we didn't plan this. It just kinda worked out this way that we both picked a movie as our first thing, and then we both picked an album as our second thing. So if that works, fine. It's not probably going to be like that every week, but it worked, and that's how we're going to do it. So my first pick, first thing I'm bringing to the table, I know it's not new, and I know that it's been out for a while, but I picked Ready Player One. The movie came out um, a while back now. Steven Spielberg's kind of returned to form. I thought that this movie was great. I was like totally into it the whole time. Almost nothing kind of took me out of the movie. Um, a lot of people I've heard talking about like how the nostalgia was kind of overkill, but I thought that there were like certain points in the movie where, and I know you're going to disagree with me on this, but I think that there were like certain points in the movie where they were really able to kind of slip in references, but weren't bashing you over the head with it. Like I think about like the Monty Python reference at the end, I'm not going to spoil it, but like the Holy Hand Grenade Monty Python reference, like they explained how that thing worked, but they weren't like, remember Monty Python? Do you remember it? Like it wasn't like a huge like slam over the head. Um, I thought the soundtrack was great. I mean, no, that was good. You, can't, you can't go wrong with just jamming 80s music the whole time. I thought that was fine. Um, but I've talked to a couple people about it and they kind of talked about how the book was completely kind of ignored for the most part. 
And I see that. I read the book. I'm a huge fan of the book. But at the same time, like, I think about doing a direct adaptation like that. And there are portions, and I know you didn't read the book, but, like, no. there were portions of the book that would not make sense for cinema at all. Like, they just would be... Well, I feel like it's like that for any book that goes to movies. Well, yeah, but, like, people were like, oh, they completely changed the way... For those of you who haven't seen the movie, like, the whole premise is that they have to complete three challenges to get to this this great Easter egg in, in the video game. And and the, it's a giant the, VR the, game. Like, you're a, completely yeah, immersed. Whole VR game. Um, but... The, the biggest thing was, like, the challenges in the book were, like, very much so, like, puzzles. Like, one of them, I know this wasn't one of the huge challenges, but it was, like, a major plot point where he had to, like, beat Pac-Man. Like, get a perfect score in Pac-Man. And, like, that would have been the most mind-numbing thing. Because it was, like, pages in the book. Like, him just playing <laughs> Pac-Man. And... Like, that would be so mind-numbing to watch. And can you imagine, like, sitting there, it's, like, action set piece, action set piece, action set piece, and then, like, they're, like, hey, he needs to beat Pac-Man now. Let's watch him play Which Pac-Man is like, for 20 minutes. I, someone's going to fact-check me on this, but it's, like, I think it's, like, 64 levels that you have to beat in Pac-Man, and it takes, like, three hours to do. So it'd be, like, this awful montage of him trying to beat the game. So, like, I totally, I was fine with the liberties they took with, the the book and I think I think it was like true enough to the like the vibe that the source material meant to give that it wasn't like completely awful so I would say ten out of ten would recommend this movie to literally anyone even somebody that hates the eighties and hates video games. <laughs> I was like, yo, this... I, I was about it. I, I was completely about this movie. So, I, you hated it. I did think I got... <laughs> I did get punched in the face with 80s references. Um, like, literally punched in the face with yeah. 80s references. But also, um, I mean, we're talking about it, so gonna gonna spoil part of it, but I had to watch Iron Giant die again in my life, which I never wanted to see that again. Um, oh yeah, spoilers for Ready Player One, <laughs> but it's been out for long enough, so you should have seen it. And we're talking about it. So. We're talking about it, and it's in the title. <laughs> um, but yeah, like watching the Iron Giant die, man, that just hit right. The heartstrings or the Godzilla fight with the Power Ranger mega morphin thing again. Yeah. Uh, that was literally it's from the anime. show. It's not. That's yeah, not but a, yeah. Um, so just so many references pulling out, or like there's a giant fight scene, and all of a sudden Chucky comes flying through the air and stabs someone in the face. I thought that was great. You hated that? I just. Like, yeah, I just, I'm going to, like, there was so much nostalgia, I'm, it just slammed you in the face. I'm and incredibly also... terrified of Chucky. Like, there was this family that lived down the street from me when, when I was growing up. Yeah. And, like, I did not like Halloween growing up. Like, I was just terrified of Halloween. But, like, Halloween. they had a Chucky doll, like, in their window, and I'd have to walk home from school and, like, see that. And it would, like, you could tell <laughs> it was, like, freaking looking at you the whole time. Yeah. So, like, terrified of Chucky, but I was like, that scene is cool. Like, that scene was very cool. Yeah, okay, like, I, I get it, but it was just, they said, this was at the end of the movie, following so many 80s video games. You were tired. Movie, yeah, I was just tired of the references, tired. and um, the, the one reference I liked, um, or kind of nod, or whatever, was every time someone, a character died, they would drop, like, a million coins, and I liked that. That was very Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Like, that felt like but Super it was also, Kingdom Hearts to me. To me, it felt like Mario, because... Yeah, I could give it Mario. Yeah, I could give it Mario. 
I don't know. I it, I was like that was the instant thing that I went to. Like oh, Kingdom Hearts. Okay, great game. Great, great game. games. Great game. Great game. Terrible water levels. Great game though. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also the uh, after with Guardians of the Galaxy being as popular as it is, like I felt like the '80s soundtrack had been done in a fun action movie, and I don't I I don't know when this movie came out. I know it's not. It's super recent, but first. it is recent. It came out after the first. Okay, okay. I literally, yeah. you know, watched it very recently. Yeah. So, um, so it just kind of reminded me of that, and also his name being Wade Watts. Was it Wade Watts? No. Uh, which, and I was like, oh man, that's just Wade Wilson. Like, that's not that. But then they even make in the movie they talk about, oh, my dad named me this because he thought it was a superhero name like Peter Parker or Bruce Banner, and he doesn't even use. Wade Wilson as a reference. I never actually even thought of that. Yeah. It does, yeah, and like... So if you you're gonna almost, go with that, just make say, the Deadpool reference. But you could almost say that, like, he is very, like, similar to Deadpool in a lot of ways, where it's just like, hey, here's a reference to this, here's a reference to this, but, like, not... Yeah, but it was it got yeah. to that point, and I was like, I've been thinking Deadpool the whole movie, and yeah, he was I guess like, oh, my dad named me after Peter Parker and Bruce Banner, and then I was waiting for that Wade Wilson, and it just never came. Were you sad? A little bit. Were you heartbroken? Not heartbroken. <laughs> what was your favorite reference that they made in it? Like, what was like, hey, that was pretty good. That was that was pretty good. You know, honestly, the uh, so the, the the street race that they have to do to get to the first gate in Central Park. Okay. Um, I thought it was awesome when King Kong jumped down and destroyed the track and just wreaked havoc on it. That was pretty good. I thought that was fun. But like, King Kong was your favorite reference. Like, not you wanted no '80s references in this movie at all. You wanted <laughs> an old school movie <laughs> reference. Instead. I just I thought that was cool because that was really involved in the action. I'm and it was it was like a pick out the one that I thought you were gonna pick out Which because one was that? the there was a car. In there, that was the the F one car from pole position, from the N sixty four game pole position. Oh, I didn't pick up on. Yeah, I picked up on obviously the DeLorean. He was literally driving. Oh yeah. Um, and then you know the Tron motorcycle that she was driving. Yeah, I think that's something different though. I might be wrong, but I think that's I don't think that's necessarily Tron. But I don't know. I thought that I thought that it was a, a pretty decent balance of like this is an overt reference to something and then like hey you really needed to look for this to actually see it like there were like yeah. stickers on the car like, Which, like even the, the like you mentioned the DeLorean that he drives like yeah obviously like hey remember back to the future like hey, <laughs> that was a thing do you remember back to the future but like they they had like the very subtle um like red light on the front for Kit from Night Rider which is like mm-hmm. kind of like uh, I don't know. Would you classify Knight Rider as like an obscure reference? Yeah, I mean, I've I never guess. seen it, but I know what it is. Yeah, I get the people, reference. People get it, but like, I think that that was like well done. Where it was like, oh, cool. Like he just kind of mashed up two things that he likes. So mm. I don't know. Like definitely, uh, I think to me it was like that's what you signed up for. Like jumping into this movie, it's like, hey, this is this is pop culture one hundred and one. Like you're gonna get way too way more pop culture than you're gonna want but that's what you're signing up for for this that's fair so that's fair. i don't know that was at least my take on it but well uh good stuff it also did though have a uh, i thought one of the cheesiest lines in movie history what was it when at the end of the movie when um you know the redheaded girl 
who Artemis, or, uh, I think her name was Samantha, um, and and Wade are going to kiss. He like freezes and then he like stops and then someone keeps opening the door. Like Simon Pegg comes in, and can I interrupt you? Yeah. I didn't know that that was Simon. Yeah, Pegg that was the whole Simon movie. Pegg. I like literally looked at him like, oh, that was Simon Pegg. Uh, no, when I first realized, I was like, oh my god, it's Simon yeah, Pegg. Yeah. I love him. Um, and uh, then they finally go in for the kiss, and you would talk. And the whole movie had talked about like the one of the original characters was so nervous and had never like kissed a girl, and they kept talking like the guy that developed this game. And at the end, he like leans into the girl and is like, "I don't have the same fear as him," and then kisses her. And I was like, yeah. "Bro, you should have just you should have just kissed her." But like, at the same time, like I feel like it was like making the whole thing was like a reference to an '80s movie, and that was like a very '80s movie. Like, like, that's oh, fair. That's here's fair. A, here's a terrible line before we kiss. I yeah. don't know. That um, was that was fine to me. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it that. But yeah, I didn't. And, I didn't that was Simon Pegg yeah. like the whole movie. Yeah. Also the uh, the when um, his his best friend H, who's like this huge muscle bound alien that's just like the destroyer of everyone right. and his ultimate protector in the game, and it turns out it's. Um, you know, this girl who's a few years older than him, and when they finally meet in the real world, because they don't know each other, they only know each other in the game, um, you know, he was surprised. And the whole time, she had been like, you can't trust anyone in the game, you don't know who they really are. And I just, I totally called her being not what you expected. So, totally valid that you hate that line. Yeah. Like, totally valid. Would you take that line over... The spoiler for the Last Jedi, the kiss between Finn and Rose in the Last Jedi, when she's like, "We fight to save what we love." Like, I think. Which, I think which line I is think better? No line before a kiss is you, the best. You don't want any lines. I think if you are, if you are, but if you moment, to take one, which one? Which one do you hate more? I hate the one from Star Wars more. You hate Star. It's 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 incredible for a show that we're not talking about Star Wars. How much we're talking about Star Wars? <laughs> I think this is our daily life. We, daily we life. were at a bar the other night and we argued the entire out like a yeah. few hours. We were out about Star Wars. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's get out of Star Wars. Your turn. What was what? What are you bringing to the table for for a movie this week? Um, Man of Steel, which I will go that Batman versus Superman is one of the worst movies ever created. Um, Suicide Squad was awful. Um, haven't seen Wonder Woman or Aquaman, but Aquaman hasn't come out yet, so I'm there, I haven't seen it. I just, <laughs> honestly, I'm so uninterested in that se- in that that whole series. I've been even just at this point, you know. Yeah. Um, and and this is going. I'm a huge DC fan. I was Batman for seven years in a row for Halloween growing up. Yeah. You, that's true. You can ask oh, I know, my mom. I know, I know you um, I think the only superhero T-shirt I currently still own is a Batman shirt. It is, which I was wearing earlier today. Um, but Man of Steel, I think, was a great movie. It was the best Superman movie because Batman vs. Superman was terrible. Superman Returns from like 10 or 12 years ago or whenever that was, was just bad. Right. But Man of Steel was, what well, I think, the best Superman movie. What are your thoughts on Superman like as a character, though? Like, uh, how do you feel about worst. You don't like Superman? No, the, I don't like the character okay. of Superman. I think, I think if Superman was really what they make him seem and... Mm how people look at him and how he really acts in these yeah. situations why would you fight him there would be no point he would just show up yeah. and kick ass all day that's fair um, and yet he gets into these situations where he's like oh man like I'm close to death or like this happened or I finally hit my end point but it's like you know the whole 
premise of Superman is that he's literally perfect. Like <laughs> right, and like that, I feel the same way about Superman in general. Like, I would argue that, like, I have never been that interested in Superman. Like, I was always kind of like you had Batman. Like, I was mm-hmm. more like into Spider Man. Like, I thought Spider Man was sick. Yeah, and like. If I was going to make, like, a direct comparison, like, we've seen a Superman origin, like, a million times. Like, yeah. every time the Superman franchise is rebooted, they start at square one. And they're like, oh, this is, like, even Smallville, like, even the TV show is like, this is how we got to Earth, like, this is him growing up. This yeah. is why he decided to, like, be a superhero. But when you, like, look at the way that they rebooted Spider-Man in Homecoming, spoiler for Homecoming, I mean, like, not even really, but, like, when Marvel decided, hey, we want to incorporate Spider-Man into the, the um, MCU, we don't need to show Uncle Ben dying again. We don't need to see the spider You bite. get it. Like, we, we've seen it a million times. Mm-hmm. Like, if they, if DC said, hey we want to be like Marvel, which is like so clear that that's exactly what they're trying to do. I mean, isn't that what every superhero franchise wants to be? Just every franchise. Yeah, he wants to be Marvel. Look at the Alien franchise. They're coming out with another Predator movie, Uh. and like, it's just like, everyone is trying to obviously kind of copy this, um, this model that the MCU has kind of created, and I don't think anyone's come close. Like, I don't think that there's one that I can be like, yeah, they're they're getting there. No. No, like, no. As much as here we go again. As much as I are you talking about here comes Star Wars? Star Wars. <laughs> as much as I love Star Wars, I don't even think Star Wars is, is getting to where Marvel is oh. in terms of like the way that everything is connecting. And I thought that the way they rebooted Spider Man and said like, "Hey, we're just gonna pick up like in the middle. Like he's already he is already Spider Man. He's trying to figure like all of his things out. He's and, living with his aunt, and he's living with his aunt, and like." you kind of get, like, hey, Uncle Ben's dead. Hey, yeah. he must have got bitten by a spider or something. I don't know who's to say. But it doesn't matter, because we've seen it a million times. And it's like, to me, when I watched, I, and granted, I haven't seen Man of Steel in a while. I was like, oh, here we go again. But this, this is Krypton. This is uh, sending him to Earth again. Like, But they, they did do something different, because I agree, when I first started watching, I was like, okay, we're going back to, real back to the beginning, like, yeah, we all yeah. get it. Um, but they added in the other character, who then became the villain in the end. But he needed him there at the beginning. And the reason I think okay. this is the best Superman movie is because every time someone almost defeats Superman, it's it's garbage. Because, like, come on. No one's going to defeat him. He's perfect. Right. But this is someone else from Krypton coming to Earth and putting up a fight. I so like that. It, I, it's, I, he's I met that. his match. I'm not going to say that this is a bad movie. Like, I think it's... Not a good movie, but I'm not going to say that it's... <laughs> fair, I, fair. To me, like, when I watched it, like, I barely have a recollection of the ending, because I was just like, this was a movie. Like, this was fine. I think I was like... I, I, I remember watching and just being like, okay. Like, that, there was, like, no reaction to it, but, like, when I watched, like, Iron Man, or, like, mm-hmm. something from the MCU, I'm like, oh, that was sick, like, I want to watch it again. Like, we were talking about Ragnarok the other day. Like, yeah. Ragnarok, I almost watched again... <laughs> the other night, even though I watched it like this weekend, like I was like, oh, I really love this flick. Yeah. But to me, I was just like, this is a movie, and I want to. I was thinking about when you said that this was one of the things you wanted to bring up today. I was like watching some 
like rehashes of it to just try to like remember the plot. Mm-hmm. But I think um, Nerdwriter One on YouTube actually has like a really good analysis of the character of Superman and like definitely gave me a lot more appreciation for Superman in the way that he would think, right? Like that's one thing I, I hate to like keep harping on how well Marvel's doing is they distill their characters They're down everywhere. to the things that love that, that people love about the characters, but make them inherently human. Like in the comics, like you look at you look at Steve Rogers, Captain America, and you're like, alright, like he's just like a blue blooded American going out there, like just good old Boy Scout, right? And like has no actual character to him. But you look at him in the movies and he's like, that's a real person, that's someone I can relate to. And the way that Nerdwriter talked about Superman, it was like, he, people always look at Superman and say, like, he's putting on this persona, right, when he turns into Clark Kent, or turns into Clark Kent, right? Like, puts on glasses. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> podcast, air quote. <laughs> yeah, literally puts on a pair of glasses. I am Clark Kent now. Which, like, quick note, going back to Ready Player One, there was one point when he was wearing a disguise, and he was wearing, air quotes, Clark Kent glasses that just changed his hairdo. Didn't like that. I thought that was that was good. Yeah. So the 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 point being, and I know I'm taking a long time to get to this point, but like the point being was like in his heart of hearts, like he really is just Clark Kent, like struggling to fit in, like struggling Mm -hmm. to be a person, like struggling to to make it through daily life, and like hide his superpowers, like that's what he truly feels on the inside, and that's kind of his outward appearance, mm-hmm. and then become Superman. So it's not Superman becoming Clark Kent, it's really Clark Kent turning into Superman and going out and fighting crime. So like, yeah, that it's... would be a better character study, I think. Like, if they were to do a movie that was more so just about him as a person, like trying to live a daily life. Ah, and, well, like, they made that a TV show. A, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess they did that on Smallville, but like, on the big screen, with the kind of budget that they would have for a big like DC movie like that, I'd rather see cut to the chase, get to the fact that he's already on Earth, we've seen this a million times, and let's actually dig down into what this character is going through in his head. Mm. Because I mean look at look at all the Iron Man movies. They're they're all about like what Tony Stark is thinking about, right? They're all about like him struggling with the know, Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises does that good too. I give it that, but that's not the DC universe anymore. No, that's but I'm not, saying like they do a good job though yeah, digging yeah. into Batman's head. Well, that's because Christopher Nolan's great, and Chris Christian Nolan's Bale is a great actor, but I hate him as a person. Right, right. Um, also, this is like a little bit of news that I heard today. Um, definitely, both of us, and I know that you'll agree with me on this. Um, shouting out Ben Affleck, we're sending out love to uh, Ben Affleck because he we found out today he's uh, in rehab struggling with uh, some stuff so hopefully he can uh, get get back out of that and oh, hey man, if, you, I hear that. if you if you do decide you want to come back and play Batman that's fine and if you don't whatever just yeah maybe we could maybe we should just scrap all of DC and maybe start we should over. just <laughs> I think they should just start or like DC just again I know they've like, done it a million just, times like scrap it all like just all the characters just make yeah. come up with new new characters new ideas I think so you don't want to see Batman anymore I think it's been done. Superman has been done. I think. Do I mean, think Superman Returns was a terrible way to end Superman, so right. I'm glad they did one more Superman. Right. But like, I mean, and Marvel's great, and all their movies are fantastic. But right. like, all these characters, like they've just been done. And this goes back to my like, it's just making money off nostalgia. Right. 
It's so you could go how long without seeing another Superman movie? The rest of my life. Wow, you never want to see another Superman. Movie. I never said I never want to. This is this is a declaration right now. I, Jack never if, wants to see another if, Superman. Movie if I make it again. to, I am currently twenty three, okay. going on twenty four. If I make it to a hundred twenty three and a half, I am one <laughs> month away from being twenty four. Just because you turned twenty four a month ago doesn't mean you need 20, to be a jerk. Twenty three and a half. Uh, <laughs> um, if I get to the end of my life and. Uh, Never seen another Superman movie. I'll be fine with that. But if they make another one, I mean, I'm gonna go see it. It's not like I never. I, I wouldn't say I don't want to see another one. It's just like I'll be okay if I don't. So this is it. Superman, hang up the hang up the cape. Superman. I think hang, I think hang up the, the cape. I think hit the hit, hit the kryptonite showers, man. Get out of here. Yeah, you know. Hit uh, the road, Superman. I think you do that. I think you send uh, all the send them packing. Send yeah, them, send send them home. Someone lock Batman in a cave and put the Green Arrow back on that island and just and and, okay. and if, then just make new characters. If you start new stories. If Stop. you could, if you could pick, because obviously Justice League is gonna happen and they're gonna keep doing. Oh yeah, that. they've already they're announced gonna, a couple more be, movies. They're gonna beat that horse till it's dead because it is dead. Wonder Woman did great. Wonder Woman was great. Wonder Woman is going to continue to be great, and she's kind of the the hinge of that whole franchise. But like, if if you were to see like, hey, scrap all of Justice League, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And create your own version of Justice League with other existing DC heroes. Who do you go for? Who do you pick? I think you grab, and I'm a huge fan of this actor. Okay. And I don't think that you are Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm not. I know. Uh, I'm a huge fan of him. And, and but, no, hold on. No, you, no, for you me. saying that you would never want to see another Superman movie again, I would never want to see another, another Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. movie ever again, and I'd be just fine. That movie with him on the bike was real bad. Joseph Gordon, if you're listening, <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, if you're listening, He's I, not. Hope, I hope you are. Call it, Hit the showers, man. Kick, kick dust. <laughs> kick rocks. Kick rocks. Kick rocks. Kick rocks. Um, <laughs> no, because I think, because it ended the Dark Knight rises um you know he goes to you know Batman is air quotes oh I keep forgetting that he's in that yeah, yeah he's a main character in that uh, movie. yeah I keep forgetting that he's in that <laughs> and then they're like that's how much I hate him oh like, like him Bruce Wayne left you a bag in his will because he's dead wink wink he's in France he's not dead with Anne Hathaway which is not a bad way to end your life in France with Anne Hathaway no I'd be uh, just okay with that yeah no that's fine um but uh and then he's like uh, oh, do you see my name on it? Oh, no, but we do have someone, something for someone named Robin. And he's like, oh, that's Ooh. that's my other name. And Ooh. it was kind of, I mean, it was like a bad reference. It was kind of very eh. bad. But, like, I think if you could, I think we should continue that story because, like, those movies were good. Chris, Christopher Nolan did a great job on those. And these just, these new DC movies are not good. But I, I still go back to the, let's just. So you want to you wanna see, like, a Robin led Justice League? That or, like. Or just, like, a Robin. A Nightwing. Like, he becomes Nightwing, because Robin does go on to be Nightwing, and then in the original comics, like, Batman gets another Robin. I think he'd do the Nightwing thing. I think that could have been cool. It might be too late, but... But, I'm going to do two hot takes in succession. That line at the end of Batman, when he's like, I also go by Robin, that was as bad to me as the last scene of the Indiana Jones movie that doesn't exist, where he puts the hat on... Um, Shadow Booth. 
The one that with Shia LaBeouf, the that movie, air quote that didn't movie, make. That movie do, doesn't exist. This is all. This is all a Berenstein Bear effect that we remember there being a fourth Indiana Jones. And we, I, I feel bad. Steven Spielberg, heart goes out to you. You must be so confused. You keep saying I'm going to make a fifth Indiana Jones. You, you, there was only three men. Does Harrison Ford want to do? He's coming one? back, dude. He wants. He wants mm. to do a a fourth Indiana Jones because <laughs> they never made a fourth one. But if there, if our collective memory serves us right, and we do remember the scene at the end where he puts the hat on Shia LaBeouf, and then he takes the hat away, that was as bad to me as the the Robin scene at the end of Batman. Another quick hot take: the only good movie that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was ever in was Brick, directed by Ryan Johnson of your favorite movie, The Last Jedi. I hate, I hate that movie. I, I know you hate the I've last never Jedi. seen Brick. And this is going to be the last time that we reference Star Wars. No, it's not. <laughs> in the podcast for the day. We can't mention that, Star Wars. That's a lie. It's going to come back up. But Ryan Johnson's very first movie, a movie called Brick. Haven't this isn't that. one of my things on here. Highly recommended. It's like a noir movie, like a detective noir movie, but it takes place in like a suburban high school. So all the people are like, super awkward and like nerds and I don't know I liked it and, and you can tell it's like super low budget they filmed it on like a handy cam like a Sony handy cam uh, yeah. but it's like it's it's real good it's real good so good well maybe I'll check that out and then bring it next time we do this I, podcast I with why that, I hate it I hope that you tell me why you hate Brick even though it's the only good movie that Joseph so, Levitt's in so that good stuff Superman bad Consensus. We came I, to. I liked it. Superman, not so. Char- not so Superman great. as a character is bad. Superman as a character, we hate him. Hit yeah. the shower, Superman. Yeah. So this is the portion of the show where we remind everybody to text their mom. You should, everybody, right now, except if you're driving. Don't do this if you're driving. Text your mom. Tell her that you love her, cause, cause you should. Your mom's great. Not that I would know personally. Unless you're one of our friends <laughs> who's listening to this. Um, just just do it. Just do it! And uh, that, this, this whole part comes from me and uh, Andrew and I. Um, we, we both live near each other, but we also both don't live that far from, from our parents and, and see them from time to time. And we had, uh, Andrew had had dinner with his parents the night before this. Um, or where I'm going with the story and then I had literally seen my parents that day and me and Andrew went to go see Incredibles 2 and the opening Pixar short was just so man it was about this I thought it was great it was sad but it was all about just like you know loving your mom and and don't forget about her and we had it had only been hours since each of us had talked to our mom Mm -hmm. and we both looked at each other and were like I need to call my mom and just tell her I love her like it was it was emotional so you know this is, uh, this is a real nice moment of the podcast where we, we send out love to our moms and completely undercut by my mom texting me back instantly saying, you need money for something, don't you? <laughs> so, mom, if you listen to the pod, love you. <laughs> I thought so, you were going to be, if you're listening to the pod, you know, it couldn't hurt if I, you said something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it never does, but so uh, good stuff. Great stuff. Good. Bad stuff. Bad stuff. Here's my second thing. Um, this is an album that I found when I was like scouring Spotify for, for new music for a video that I was working on the other day. 
Um, it's an artist called Forrest, um, working with this other artist that I've heard of before uh, called Bisquick. They're like really cool. Um, and they collabed on this album called Warm, and I'm gonna take a second and enter some effects right now that make it sound like I'm using physical audio hardware to play some music, and then pausing to allow my edited version of the song to play through right now. <laughs> I think I can hear it. Isn't this a great song? different um, like pulling in interesting samples and using you know sonic tools and audio instruments that like wouldn't necessarily fit in like kind of mainstream music I thought it was like really well done and complex in a way that like made every song a real hit and um, I really enjoyed it I know that you're contractually obligated to hate it, so how did your first well, listen go? It was go? just like, it was it was so, it it was rap. It was kind of hip hoppy, but it 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 wasn't. It was like trying to be cooler than that. It was like, how do I squeeze into these tight pants with my craft beer and be ultra cool? Um, you that's what you got from it? Craft yeah. beer drinking dudes? Yeah, that's just like chilling in like a cool dive bar that's not a dive bar with this plane in the background. Like I just like it was so I don't know, it, it felt kind of kind of pretentious in a way too. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's that's a hot take. It that's is a hot, hot take. take. <laughs> that's all it takes. I don't know, I, I I've listened to, like, a lot of the stuff specifically from Bisquick, and, like, they are really good at, like, making music that kind of breaks down in a way, so, like, isn't necessarily, like, a song that kind of drives all the way through. Like, it'll start up, you get a little bit of, of, of 
music and then like kind of like breaks apart um, into like an interlude or like a vocal sample and it, that's just one kind of audio line and then it picks back up again so like I always thought that that was something interesting that they did production wise but I could see how that can be interpreted interpreted as like this is super pretentious yeah and, and, and that's not normally the type of music I listen to it's a little little, little too highfalutin for you would you say huh? <sighs> a, little, a, little, a little too uh, cerebral you want something a little bit more, uh, a little bit more rock and roll? Would you say? Yeah, I, would, I would say something, something that you know, something you, that might save you, rock and roll. Say, something uh, that might save do it. Do you feel like rock and roll is is dying? I, I do. You I do. think modern rock and roll you is not old rock, rock, rock and roll. Okay. Do you? Can you name what? This is a great segue. This is, this <laughs> actually, is we didn't plan this. This is actually I've ever done. I did not plan we did this. Not plan this. Do you think? Can you name me one album that you think could be the savior of rock and roll? Do you think you can <laughs> name a single one that could? Be I think the album "Save Rock and Roll" uh, by Fall Out Boy. So you're, first of all, you're a big Fall Out Boy fan. Oh, always have been. Big Fall Out Boy. Yes, and I wouldn't say that I'm not a Fall Out Boy fan, but I'll let you say why you think this album's good before I tell you that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's every song is is good, and it gets okay. back to, I mean, they even have, like, you know, Elton John featured on this album. Uh, it really gets back to, like, old school, like, classic rock and roll. Okay. Not this... Can we play a song real quick? Yeah. Go ahead. Put it in the, put it in our tape deck that we definitely have right here yeah we we uh, have eight tracks I have, a, I have a cassette i have save rock and roll on cassette and i didn't is, know they made it this, this is this is a song called <laughs> what is what is the song that you want to hear from it which which track do i need to scroll to on my on my cassette deck here this is uh where did the party go This is fine. I think it's. Fine. He says, rolling his eyes. I think it's fine. Yeah, I, I wish. I wish that you could see how many times I'm rolling my eyes in, in audio form. But what 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 do you think that makes this album kind of stand out? Like, what's what's great about it? It's it's not too much. It's okay. It's it's simple. 
which is what rock and roll should be. See, like, it's it's fun. like every point that you've made. I'm looking at my notes, and I have the exact opposite already written down. <laughs> and you're like, it's not too much, and I'm like, is too much. Is too much. <laughs> you're like, every song's a hit. I'm like, only one hit. So <laughs> which which song do you think was the hit? Here's my take on it. I feel like Fall Out Boy. First of all, don't get me wrong. I like Fall Out Boy. I think they're a fine band. The very first single that I downloaded to my iPod Nano second generation in like, what, 2006? Did you say iPod Nano? iPod Nano, 2005, 2006. Like the first song was Thanks for Memories, which is a great song. Great song. And that's also the the title of that has no vowels in it. Correct. Yeah. Zero vowels. No, none. That's that's what they gotta do. They gotta get back to their roots. Take all the vowels out. I I will say, uh, quick shout out to Patrick Stump, the lead singer of Fall Out Boy. Taking vowels out. Um, Right. No. I'm glad you didn't try and continue your solo career. Mm. (laughs) Because it was... I'll agree with you on that. That was a bad idea. So, I feel like Fall Out Boy makes music in a couple different ways. The first is they make a hit. And they're like, hey, this is a hit. They're like, hey, guys, this is the, this is the one. This is the big hit. <laughs> the and they one. know like this song is going to be the one that gets played on the radio. They're like, this is, this is it. This is the hit. And then they're like, the record label's like, hey, you got to make an album around this. And they're like, ah, how many, what's the bare minimum amount of songs that we need to make <laughs> surrounding this one song that we think is going to be it? Because, like, I... Listen to the whole album earlier, and like, I think they're all songs. Like, they're all just like, this is fine. Like, I don't think <laughs> Phoenix is that great of a song. The one what? after, what's the second song of the album? The second song is I don't remember the order. Another one that Phoenix. Phoenix I think was so Phoenix was a Phoenix was an anthem, man. Phoenix is is a song. I think it's it's just fine. The second song on the album. This is gonna kill me if I don't. I know you hate the one, the, the big Sean one. Which is the big channel? The Mighty yeah, my Fall. Yeah, my song's no way you did in the dark. Yeah, that was the hit. That's not the hit. What that's, was the, that's was the, the hit? hit? The hit is Save Rock and Roll. The, the, oh, okay. The I album thought, like, title. But that one wasn't played on the radio. What was no. played on the radio was My Song's No What You Did in the Dark. Fine. All right. Pop music, whatever. Yeah. Fine. The one hit of the album, though, was the title track, Save Rock and Roll. Like, first of all, Elton Which was amazing. Living Legend. The song slaps. He Great. killed it great song everything else I'm just like I feel like the way Fall Out Boy makes music is like they got really high on that one Metallica album that came out like a long time ago where like Metallica played they, with a symphony oh it's one? called S&M yeah yeah, yeah yeah and like they got really high on that whole thing and they're like I think we need a symphony on every single song and like <laughs> almost every song on this album and like this is a great I mean, album I wouldn't even this, this might be totally wrong but I feel like the majority of their songs have a symphony in the background of them I don't yeah I, I couldn't confirm or deny that but like you hear it often and I think that like the Metallic album that did that great excellent yeah yeah totally cool like very cool but like they didn't overdo the symphony like cause they didn't continue to do it for the rest of their career Right? No. And they like, just they, they took songs they had already made, added the symphony to them, right. and then added a and couple then never new ones. Did it again. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't go back. Yeah. But I also feel like Fall Out Boy recently and I I think their older stuff is like telling of like where they could have gone. Like if you listen to like some of their first few albums, like I think of 
and people are probably going to hate me for saying this, but like when they started out, like them and My Chemical Romance were probably in the same kind of vein, right? Oh, right there, no, were, no way. You wouldn't say that they were in the same vein. Well, in the same vein, but it was like My Chemical Maybe Romance like was apart, like right? was like when I'm done listening to Sugar, we're going down, and I. I'm bored of it on repeat. I'll listen to Welcome to the Black Parade as a backup. No, I know, but like, I just feel like when My Chem like continued their career, they kind of kept making the same style of music. Like they stayed true to their style, and then Fall Out Boy kind of Fall changed. Fall Boy was like a little bit. Hey, this is a thing that's popular right now. We're gonna add this in, and this is part of our style. That like when Arcade Fire came out with their first album, they're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna put a whole lot of yelling in our songs now. A whole lot of ooh and ah and a yeah. whole lot of yelling. But and then like um, Twenty One Pilots came out and like now they have like all these kind of electronical that's not a word at all. Like these kind of like electric <laughs> like kind of samples at the beginning where like it sounds like it's being remixed and it's like, whoa no, it's the real song. Like I don't know, like I feel like they were kind of and it's fine to be inspired and it's fine to like adapt as styles change, but I feel like they're they kind of constantly were like I need to grab onto this because this is great, and I need to grab onto this because this is this is doing really well right now. And this is the last kind of like I'm gonna do one more stab at you. Like, okay. This is the last right. one. Their lyrics mean nothing. No. <laughs> what are any of their songs about? Who? Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy. Oh well, I mean, save rock and roll is about save, save rock, rock and, and roll. roll. Yeah, but like I listen to Phoenix, and I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is this song about? Like I feel like they like literally <laughs> just pick a bunch of cool words that sound nice together and like they do the autocorrect on iPhone it's like mash 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 this is gonna be the next word to the song yeah no I see that but I also think of Fall Out Boy and if we're gonna compare him to My Chemical Romance uh, My Chemical Romance was a very true kind of kind of old style emo-ish type of yeah. band like there was some real angst and they well, stopped Fall Out, yeah but Fall Out Boy always seemed to me like a bunch of like executives got together in a board and were like we need a band like this definitely and then hired a bunch of people to be that and like kind of like like when the Beatles came around, they were like, you know, like they were good, but they like came up and they created their own thing. And then a record company. Oh, you're about to open a whole different can. Oh yeah. And then a record company came along, <laughs> was like, we need to compete with this, and they they built the Rolling Stones in a factory to compete with the Beatles. Oh, okay, that's that's a fair point. That's, I thought you were going to say that the Beatles were controlled no, by no, 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 they okay. weren't. It was the Rolling Stones were, and um, I. Uh, I don't want to sound like, oh, I know what I'm talking about, but, like, I do know what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> I do know what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> that's, that's going to, if, if I need an alternate title for the podcast, I'm not going to say that I know what I'm talking about, but I do. I took a whole course on, I took history of rock and roll in college, oh, and that's wow. really what the Rolling Stones Very were. Cool. So I think in the same way, not that I'm comparing My Chemical Romance to the Beatles, but, right. I, uh, but I am, and right. that um, Fall Out Boy always seemed like a factory-made punk band I think that's fair I think that's fair um I I definitely don't like this album that's how I'm gonna rap <laughs> that's that's my last point I don't like it I, I like the one song I could listen to Save Rock and Roll Forever Elton John if you're listening great job on that song Pete Wentz if you're listening you're alright you did, you did a, <laughs> our buddy Pete once. You didn't. You didn't. Good friend of the podcast. Pete good, Wentz. good friend. Friend of the podcast, Pete Wentz. Thanks for listening. Um, hope you make a make more music like Elton John. <laughs> That's all I gotta say to that. Good stuff. Good. 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 Any more points that you have? Any? What's What's your hottest take from this whole this whole thing? 
no point in Ready Player One did they ever mention Player One. It wasn't like, they're getting ready to start games, are you ready? Or is everybody ready? It was just giant people running around in a giant open world. So you there wanted was, a line where they were like, I'm playing I wanted one. them to play uh, a one-player game. Oh, they did. <laughs> Adventure is a one-player game for the Atari. I don't know. It was just, it didn't, the title doesn't make sense to me. So you hated title. the movie because they had a bad title. I hated the movie for a lot of reasons. The title's just one of them. Um, read the book, watch the movie... Tell us why you hate all of the things that we talked about today. Or why you hate um, us. Or you, why you just hate us in general. In the description for this, I'm going to put affiliate links on Amazon to all the things we talked about. If you want to check them out for yourself, um, that will not only help out the pod, but also save you from having to type all these long titles into Amazon.com, into the Jeff Bezos machine. So that'll save you a little bit of time there and you'll be helping out the, help the pod too. Um, if you want to suggest something for us to fight about on the next podcast, you can um, send me a message on Instagram. I'll put my, my bio in the description. I think if we're to kind of wrap up like one thing here of this whole like idea of the podcast is like it's okay to like things that suck. Like I like things that I know like certifiably are bad. Like I am obsessed, I know that I said I wasn't going to talk about Star Wars anymore <laughs> on the podcast, so this is definitively because I'm ending I it. I told you we'd this bring it back up. This is definitively the last thing that we're going to mention about Star Wars, but the original, before it was a Dark Horse, the original Marvel run of Star Wars comics, I love those, but they are absolute garbage. Like, it's a flaming garbage fire of bad Star Wars references, and I love them. I think they're incredible. And it's totally, like, if you like something on here and we told you that it sucks, it is totally fair to still love that because I, I'm i sure you love one thing that absolutely sucks. Like, I bet I bet if you were really to go home at night, but you're going to go home and be like, yeah, save, that save rock and roll album does really suck, but I, I told them that I liked it and I lied on the podcast. <laughs> you're going to say that. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, tune in next week. And thanks for listening. Hey, Henry Cavill, you should follow me back on Instagram. That was fun.